Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Oh, Shyla, I have missed you. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. What is this, January 93rd or 675 years in quarantine? And I can't with this because all of the expectations of our life, right? Yeah, so I'm not doing well with all of this change of expectations in the world. How are you doing with it? Oh, you know, we're... uh we're uh, making it work somehow. But I think part of the problem for both you and I, it, you and me, technically, um, right? Yes. For me, yes. Yeah. Um, is that uh, we've had to continue our jobs in this new world, right? So, I, and lots of people are, don't get me wrong, but you've you've been asked to take on a huge challenge of onboarding a whole lot of professors and doing their stuff right very quickly yeah, was a big turnaround like feeding people like you, you <laughs> and still i've been expected yes <laughs> so like people, people still need food right. and we've had to do these things in like a nanosecond i kind of joke that we had two minutes to turn an entire model and a structure that we've used for 15 years in two hours into something completely different so completely. yeah and i think much like in my field i think you're seeing that we're rising to the occasions, like our community is so getting behind this and getting on board and doing it, but there's like an exhaustion level to it and there will definitely be things we take forward that were great from this, but right now in the middle of it, it's really hard to focus on the great that's happening, right? It, it really is, yeah. I keep telling people that it feels like every Thursday morning, my operations manager, Kenzie, and I are airlifted into the middle of a giant leak and we have until Wednesday of the next night or the next week to get to shore. And so by 6 p.m. next Wednesday, we're always on shore damaged and otherwise but we get there and then we have about four hours where it's like okay decompress and then we start again every Thursday morning so it just feels like this revolving door of yeah, like there's a TV show right that's like where they drop you on an island and you have to get off with like, like isn't there a thing like that and like survival oh, yeah. of the fittest uh, or naked and afraid or something yes, I don't know I, in, how... in my scenario I am not naked just to, just but to put, you, put it out there I am feeling naked and afraid like you know and it's, it's funny because there's such this continual like emotional roller coaster of like feeling very much like I am providing things in both the educational life, you know, through the college and helping professors provide quality education to students who never picked this scenario, who never picked this environment to learn in. You know, my students, my theater students at the high school, I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm still servicing them. I'm still doing a good job. I, my knowledge in technology is helping me out. And then at the next minute, I'm feeling like I could never possibly give anybody what they really need in this, right? It's like this total oh, yeah up and down right it's just yeah, it's for so sure. much and I really am worried about the exhaustion that this is not only going to provide while we're in this pandemic but the exhaustion for our nonprofit leaders for those in our community who are doing so much our volunteers who need a rest like I I just I think about that all the time and you've done something really interesting during all of this where you've really um, looked at the caring cupboard and looked to see how you could make the most of volunteers while keeping them safe and I've watched you do that for two reasons one because clearly you still need the help in being able to distribute food. But I also get the feeling that that much like you're doing for our family as well, you're providing opportunities where people who need to give to their community can still do so. Okay, you know, can you tell yeah. our listeners a little bit about that? And like, yeah, sure. you know, it's one of the yeah. most genius things that, that I've seen going on. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, and a little birdie told me. 
And a little birdie told me the other day that I was talking to um, that her family is also coming in and doing what you're about to describe. And it has inspired her to take that back to other organizations as well. So tell us a little yeah. bit about, about how you've been doing that. Yeah, so I looked around and thought, holy shit, I have a lot of work to do and not a lot of people who want to come in because no one knows who has who has the the virus, who's a carrier, who's not, you know, not wanting to put your kids in those situations. I totally get that. But a whole community of people who are standing by saying, I want to do something. I need to do something. And so I thought, you know, this might be a really great opportunity to empower people in a way that we've never done before. And we so we're calling them private packing parties where people can come in and uh, for a two, well, it's about an hour and 45 minute time frame, um, they can do an assigned job. So I leave them a, a job description, what the expectation is for the day, what we need, and people go at it. And I'm available by text or by phone or whatever if people need to get a hold of me. But it really has been kind of cool. And I'm, I'm actually thinking about how I might be able to use this model in the future so that I'm not always responsible Completely to agree. be there. Completely yeah, agree. You totally perfect. need to do this. So, you know, for example, just so that our, our listeners understand like on on a weekend you put out certain time frames um, a family like mine there's four of us here uh, both of my children are back in the house which has been fascinating to have two adult children who honestly my children are eight years apart they never did live together <laughs> as adults in household and they've been yeah, amazing been like you know yeah. I, I don't want to be one of those people who is constantly like oh there's so much greatness happening right now don't get me don't get me wrong there is great happening right now but that is not the focus and I surely would never have this happen for the benefit of my children being in one place but yeah. us being able to come in as a family the four of us to come and do the private packing party has been really um, empowering for our family it's been empowering for my husband who you know has a, a great deal of health issues going on and we can't expose him to things going on and so this has made him feel so much like at a time when he could feel so vulnerable so lacking the ability to give back he's had the opposite this has actually brought such an opportunity to him and for the four of us we go in and we're like this little support supply chain management company who figures out the best way to set things up so that we can set up the 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 distribu- the packing in such a uh, efficient way so we can get the most done for you you know what I mean and for the organization and so it's been very empowering it's really it really has and so I think you're absolutely right I think those things aren't going to go away so there is a little good that's happening here oh, right absolutely. during this very challenging yeah. time for sure yeah it's fascinating and and you know I, I sometimes I'm like man I feel this crushing burden of like feeding a community but at the same time if I didn't have a job like this and I didn't know where I fit in to the mm-hmm. whole ecosystem of people needing things Things and whatever like I have a very clear mission a very clear objective that I get to meet every week and so in some ways I find it to be a, a complete honor and also uh, like I'm you know I, I'm I'm doing a good thing just by virtue of my job but also for, to meet my own mental health needs sure. which is, <laughs> such, which is because, such a big thing yeah. like you know we laugh when we're like oh my mental health needs but the truth is it is so much you know it, it is so much I, I'm worried for what this is going to do to shape the minds of the young people that we work with in so many different ways and um, you know I'm trying to keep them busy and trying to make sure that their service opportunities are still there for the high school students or for the college students I'm working for who are so overwhelmed Um, but I worry about about students who um, you know this is going to shape them this is this is going to shape their their late teens and early 20s is such a time of discovering yourself and to discover yourself in this type of world I'm sure there, there will be good that comes from it but I'm I'm worried for them too 
for sure. Yeah. Well, for I sure. think I think about how it's going to shape all of us. You know, there's definitely completely. What, I what never does thought, this do? What, yeah, yeah, I never thought I would be complimented on a face mask as a fashion accessory, but that happened. So it, you it's going to be a thing. Like, are we going to bling them out? But then it'll be heavy and make them weigh down. Like, it'll be these things. Like, are they going to match my pink shoes? Like, what's going to happen here? And it's so frivolous and so ridiculous. But this is how trends begin, right? You know. Right? Yeah. Um, speaking of the of the uh, quarantine trends uh you know i've been playing the animal crossing uh which is a big thing on switch yes. because i feel like i need to be part of the trend and you can get a mask for your uh your little person in there um i oh, really am, I, yeah i'm not They're a fan on top of, this. of it this yeah but i'm not a fan of this right now like i don't know it's an escape <laughs> for me so i'm not sure you wanted that... to live outside of quarantine world i, I get it yeah i, I do it. i can I walk right up to people because it quarantine world is hard it is tough it is it is tough yeah. going to the grocery store um I've been affected, you know, as so many that our entire industries are going to be completely different. I mean, every part of, of technology, education, theater, these things are all going to look different. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who is a teacher. You know, he's giving lessons online and he's trying to do that, but it's going to change all of what we do. And we're struggling with how far in advance do we plan for right. for things. And I'm sure everyone is, you know. Absolutely. This is this has changed yeah. how you're serving our community. Um, and But we are trying, we're both of us are really trying hard to think ahead to how we help the nonprofits in our area with their missions. Um, and one of the things we've been able to do with that is to partner back up with GiveGab, uh, who we use for Palmyra's Great Give, that, that we're, we have scheduled to be live in the fall, and I sure hope that it is. Um, yeah. But um, let's let's tell everybody a little bit about, you know, about what's going on there. Um, there's been a, a new fund created in the hope that, you know, we can help organizations stay sustainable now, but to keep their missions going afterwards. One of the big concerns that, that you expressed to me was that, you know, what happens when this is done and how do we make sure that nonprofits are still able to survive all of this, right? Yeah, so a couple a couple of takeaways in all of this is uh, 16% of the workforce in Pennsylvania are employed by nonprofits, and oftentimes nonprofits don't have uh, an, an unemployment structure set up, so even if they did lay off some of their it's employees, they're paying for 50% of their salaries. Right. So, you know, in layoff times, you know, do you fire people? Do you lay them off? You know, that none of that feels good. Um, so, you know, thinking through, it's not just obviously the recipient, but it's also the people who work for those organizations and and the structure that we have created in in our state so yeah so that there's definitely a big you know what do we do and don't we want the same community to be to to exist after that which is what you see Absolutely. in this whole push for for restaurants to continue you know people supporting the restaurants and and you know getting out there and supporting local business and in lots of different ways so you know i see the nonprofit land as nothing different and it's interesting because I was just on a call with some of uh, my friends who are nonprofit EDs here in, in Lebanon County. And one of them, um, without getting, going into too much detail about her organization, one of them, the board asked her to no longer raise money while this was going on because wow. they, yeah, the board doesn't see her as... Yeah, and it, because the board doesn't see her, her organization as a basic need service, but at the same time, the services that they provide are things that people are utilizing now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we talked through that a little bit and we just tried to empower her to, to say, no, you know, we need to be able to one, survive this, but two, to continue doing the things that we're doing so that people benefit from that. And how do we get that right. message out? Well, there's such different so, levels of sustainability, right? This is this whole question about what is essential and what isn't. And, and how do you make those decisions at a time when we're trying to balance keeping people safe, which has to be the priority, but also having a lifetime that that 
you know, it is essential that people have the things that they love and make enjoyable lives and, and provide opportunity um, for sure. And so, um, so yeah, I'm sure that's a great struggle. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, partnering with GiveGab is making that corporate ask a little easier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that was one of our motivations as we went into this was, yeah, people don't feel like they have a space in the in the ask sector in this moment. You know, how do right. I ask for something when I'm providing a service that people may not see as food, shelter, water? Um, but at the same time, those are services we want to still exist when this is all said and done. And so Absolutely. when you ask all together, it feels a little easier easier than that that personal private you know specific mm-hmm. ask so I'm hopeful that this will be something that the community gets around and we'll yeah. be able to help the nonprofits across the board and as always you know I think we we've been trying to spend some time on the communication of that right because how we communicate about nonprofits their their value their viability uh, the importance of them and it all comes it often so much comes back to this awkwardness of, of the asking of asking people to say do you find this important to our community and if so, can you help with this? You know, but that's that's a tough that's a tough thing to do at a time when this is scary. I don't blame anyone for for holding money in their pockets right now um, and planning for the future. We don't know what's going to be, and you know, um, I'm even looking forward, you know, in time here to the summer. And while of course we want people to get back to traditional events and those pieces, I have an utmost respect for those people who may say yes, even when the doors open. I'm going to be careful. You know, I need to be careful. I, I have sure. to be careful, and I totally get yeah. that too. And and we'll have our own. Um, we'll have our own decisions to make in that um, but it's important for these organizations to be there when people are ready for them for sure well and we're already seeing so much of a of, of differencing of opinions excuse me for the folks who believe that you know the measures are too much and the people who believe they're, they're not enough and the people who sit mm-hmm. in the middle of that and say you know all the things that we we've, we've done are pretty pretty good in Pennsylvania we're number four today right. uh, in coronavirus cases so you know we're kind of a hotbed here and we're in on the on more on the eastern side of the state which is definitely a, a bigger hit area so you know it's interesting to see when these restrictions are in place and then what will happen in the future as people mm-hmm are allowed to make choices you know it, it it may it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out yeah, because no, it, you're right it will be interesting be people who are yeah. yeah and every community has such a personality of its own like I think that I will forever remember the day right before we got our stay at home uh edict um we every county around us had it already yeah and I have a picture <laughs> we of a map yes. I have a map like a picture of the map on my phone that literally it looked like we were like this donut hole in the middle of it and you know I'm of course thankful that our numbers weren't at that piece and you know and all of that but it, it was such a mixed thing because you felt like the world was closing in around you but I also don't want us to I want to be outside and I want to, uh, clearly I work in, in performance and want people to be able to be together, but I also want to make sure that we're not rushing towards that because we have a false sense of security in the center of things. Right. And so it will yeah. be absolutely it'll interesting. Be, yeah, it'll be very interesting and, and all the modeling that's saying that there's a prediction for fall and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. So we should probably make note that we are at in our respective homes Oh, doing yes. this recording yeah we are not together no we're not so. i haven't seen you physically in over a month which i'm fairly certain might be the longest i've ever gone <laughs> since i don't even know when um forever correct it is forever but it, it's interesting how we have tried to continue to um maintain all of our relationships and things um so maybe we could talk a little bit about that too of some of the coronavirus times that we've done to continue we talked a little bit about um about uh 
you know, how we've continued our professional worlds, but also some of our private relationships and those types of things. We have quite the friend group who has stayed on. Um, you know, we all get together on a Zoom party call. Um, we've done it every single Thursday night um, since the very first week. We haven't missed a week yet. And this week is actually shy liberation because it is your uh, birthday yes. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I know you hate it, but it's true. And <laughs> I can't think of, I know you're so uncomfortable with celebrating you, but our whole community would be so different if you if you weren't here. And I... I just, I'm not prepared for that world. So I'm very glad that at least virtually I can celebrate you some. Um, but yeah, yeah so good. it brought new challenges to us too of figuring out different technology and different ways to do this. And so um, I'm glad that we were yeah. able to do so. Zoom so. and and mm-hmm. yeah, it's been good. And you've been mm-hmm. continuing your with Amelie, your project we uh, have, on Zoom. Yeah, which is which really is interesting. Cool. Uh, particularly, uh, one of the fascinating things about working on a theatrical piece like that, um, Amelie is about community. It's about community building. And we went through the first version and the creators of that saw the high, new high school version. And then we asked for some changes and they provided some additional changes to that. And every single thing that we do each week through our virtual rehearsals that we're doing, um, and learning the new content is making us so much feel like this is a piece that's even more about community. It literally is about every piece that's been added, every extra line of narration, every song that's been added um, has been about creating this world around Amelie that, that is really about the energy keeping her moving in the right direction. And the students' faces as they work on that and are making these connections to their own lives in this time of the pandemic is like the craziest sure. thing I've I ever bet, yeah. seen. Um, yeah, so, you know... I'm while I on the one hand I'm exhausted by keeping these things going and there's days that I'm like why are you setting up for these these like things (laughs) what are you doing what are you doing like you know I'm trying like you know I'm now at the point where I'm trying to like schedule downtime and all these things and then I get on that call and I see those 24 faces and I see um, the youngest of one of which is uh, 11 years old and she will forever be changed because in all of this craziness she could still create and she could still bring something to life that is all about about community and loving other people and finding love yeah. which is all we really want to do and get outside these doors yeah, it's you know? pretty crazy Absolutely. well and, so. and I think people are looking for other opportunities you also had your script read with was mm-hmm. it the author of the the play yeah, so the, that was the pretty author cool. of Kodachrome which was pretty cool um, a really uh, fantastic author who um, uh, Adam Simkowitz who took the time to meet with our students and to do that um, we are working on virtual celebrations of Gold Star graduation which is our spring celebration of students you know these students have worked for four years to to learn theater education, professionalism, service. Um, they were before we were um, before all this happened. The weekend of our spring production is the weekend that everything was was shut down here. We opened on um, March twelfth. We were able to get three performances in. I was floored by the performance, but I was even more so by the um, the professionalism that our students uh, had. They never For once sure. complained. They no. never once. Um, they never they once were just felt. Thrilled. Yeah. They were thrilled to do. Yeah. They were thrilled to give to their community they fully respected individuals who are already starting to to self-quarantine themselves they they there was no land that they thought yeah that they scoffed at anything and so um it was kind of and to to kind of back up a little bit that thursday we thought that that was the only run right Right, it was just going to be thursday and they were 
you know, obviously there was a, a level of disappointment, but what they actually did was they were like, all right, screw it. If this is going to be our last <laughs> show, we're going to make it worth it. And they brought it, right? And they like, that did. was, they it was did, amazing. You know, yeah. and, and talk about community partners. You know, we, we uh, contacted the individual who, um, who makes a, a legacy recording of this for us just so that we could have something. And he changed his schedule and, and worked that out for us because he wanted to make sure that these students had something um, that showed all their hard work and all of that. Yeah. Um, and I think as much as the students, yeah, they wound up only missing one rehearsal or one performance because um, the state had only had recommendations at that point and had not had anything mandated. And the school district saw the value in in putting the efforts into having our custodians wipe everything down. And, and we allowed yep. room for social distancing and all those pieces. So it was really quite amazing. Um, you know, but the students are mourning the things that they've lost. They clearly were set sure. up for a really successful um, award season, the, the ability to perform a few more times. Um, but they saw a lot of value in all of the work they've done for months and months. And so... Yeah, so yeah. crazy times for sure. Yeah, but I think um, I think I you know in some ways I like how we've had to become creative about mm-hmm. how we connect with each other and maybe just, uh, giving ourselves some opportunities that maybe we haven't before, you know, yeah. and, and just connecting with other people. But yes. Mm-hmm back to our friends and and how we've tried to stay connected here through through quarantine 2020 we've we been up been to some shenanigans valiantly yeah. to keep the shenanigans yes. going and it has been the best part and i only hope that we all stay just as close when quarantine is over yeah yes. no it's been fun yeah so we've been uh doing some uh Porch drops, right? Porch we've, drops we've are yes, taking porch, stuff around. Better than porch droppings. When originally we yeah. were like porch droppings. Porch <laughs> drops are a better thing we have. So some gifts for each other, some waving through some windows, those types of things. Yes. And yes, we've done I, uh, we've done some we've done- uh parade birthday parades and how do you feel about the birthday parade Shyla? yeah I, I'm not a big fan of the I don't know like I, I was trying to think of why I don't necessarily love to celebrate my birthday and I think it has to do a little bit with uh my dad is a day before mine and so when we did celebrate birthdays like sorry mom if you're listening but you kind of sucked on the birthday end of things <laughs> like you know you won in other ways uh but we you know we we kind of celebrated birthdays but like one we did I always celebrated with my dad and maybe it's just I don't know I just never yeah so I'm I'm weirdly uncomfortable with it partly with your own too because you're a big with celebrator my own for other people you're yeah huge I that. am and and I'm I actually remember birthdays of like friends from high school and we'll text them on their birthday that kind of stuff so yes I I always remember everybody else's birthday but I'm weird about celebrating my own so and yet you know, despite we'll with this it. We will be celebrating Shylebration on Thursday. Um, Shylebrate, yeah. good times, come on for sure. Um, because <laughs> well, you know, and I did also yeah. take a big leap here, and I put on Facebook like to to support the Karen Cupboard. I know I was yeah. So one of my friends actually texted me and was like, "You're publicly admitting you have a birthday that's cause for celebration. I'm donating." <laughs> yes, I know it's amazing and and so. wonderful things and and such a great thing. So um, I'm yeah. always so touched when when people you do that for their birthday. You know when they really do as you know I love birthdays um I really do I love celebrating I just think celebrating someone's existence is incredible um I have no shame in my own birthday as you, you have know, a birthday month I get a birthday yes, month August I is, do. you know I do. we started up and you know part of
of that comes to my friends were always away for my birthday because I am an August baby. And oh, that's so, true. Yeah. Um, in fact, my best friend from high school, Matt, he was always away for my birthday. Like, I don't think I ever spent one with him until we were well into our 20s because he was always at the beach and stuff. So I think that's where birthday month came from was just I was like, hey, it actually came about telling other people, like, don't worry, I will be here um, and we can celebrate. But I love to celebrate life. Like, I feel so incredibly ridiculously blessed to live the life that I do um, being able to do for myself for others for my family that like that's where it comes from for me so like I can't yeah. fathom a world where I don't celebrate Shilabration on Thursday because I just want to celebrate you and your existence and all you do for everybody and you know well, and, thanks and for, I appreciate that and for our community you're like so yeah. you're hitting like Leslie and nope level of like one of the things I love about you is that you have these traditions like I'm always like we're gonna start a tradition and then we don't like we have like we have like three things that we do one of them is always mini golf on memorial day that's really it like i mean we have other you know small other things but you're really good at keeping up with like when is that the feast of something something in january the feast of la bafana yeah yes yes you do that you do like you do all of these things priester yeah you have all of these traditions that you've been amazing at keeping up with and i'm i sit in awe of your ability to uh, I let other things go. So it's it's pick and choose time for me, you know. You know? We, all, we all got our things. We did have Priester uh, Corona style. Um, you know, yeah, so Priester is the day before Easter. My family in New York always, um, on Long Island, they always uh, made homemade pizzas the day before Easter. And the the most favorite holidays of my childhood that I remember, we, were, we would visit them for Easter and we would make, like, we would make pizzas on Saturday. We would have an Easter egg hunt. And, you know, on Easter... It always involved like this unbelievably long drive home that felt like it was 25 hours, even though it was only like three and a half or four hours or something like that. But I absolutely loved it. And so when Mark and I had kids, we decided to have our own priester and we would make homemade pizzas on Saturday before Easter. And we would call my family and wish them happy Easter and, you know, do all those things. And then we have friends in the area, the Shapiros, who have two young girls and we started doing it with them. And so this year we made our pizzas. They made their pizzas. We sent each other pictures and stuff. It wasn't quite the same as not being with them, um, but it was it was still something and it more than anything I think it provided us hope that you know hopefully next year we will be back together so it was yeah it was hopeful. and you were able to support a local business Correct. in doing that right you we guys did. got little kits yeah we got kits from Sopranos Pizza here in town they were wonderful I think they were so thrilled to hear about our tradition and we were so happy to to go in and get the kits from them and we've been trying to support local businesses as much as we can I had a great conversation um two days ago with a local bake shop desserts etc and I said I went in on Sunday um it was uh, my, my son's girlfriend's birthday, and so we were getting some cupcakes to celebrate uh, with her and to provide to her to take to her house and stuff. And um, uh, I said, you know, how, how's business doing? And they said, uh, just fantastically well, because in all of this, everyone is taking the opportunity to celebrate those things that they can. And baked goods and eating is a huge way of us doing that. So. Yes, for sure. For yeah. sure, says my we're corona We're all going to be out of our house. <laughs> like Seriously? Veronica. I know. Like, it's crazy style. It needs to warm up some here too, so we can all get out a little bit more. So yes, we not we have not been able to string together two nice days. It's been kind of all over the place. I mean, it's been it's spring, so you know it's, we can't expect much. But man, it'd be nice if it was less windy and yes, a little warmer, so for we sure. could get out and 
yeah. for sure. Oh, so. I'm, I'm particularly concerned with the wind taking down the electricity and internet access because every bit of, of education right now is so hinged on it. And <laughs> the so, entire world crashes yeah, in that moment. <laughs> I had 45 minutes so far. And, and now listen to how spoiled this is, how absolutely first world spoiled this is. So last Monday morning, I wake up and I realize very quickly that the electricity is off because my phone had not charged. And so then um, from 8 to 8.45, I had to work without those things. And you would have thought that the world just fell apart. Like, absolutely so. And, and I was like, okay, we're going to have to problem solve a different way to handle all of this maybe you know and, and what to do here but back up in 45 minutes that, that yeah, was my which is, my big which tra- is great. trauma yeah. downtime was 45 minutes you know kind yeah of a deal but and, no and I mean well your entire life exists on a cloud right I mean that's completely yeah like yeah. you even this podcast is, is now yeah. on a cloud so. <laughs> well I thought it was important for us to try to at least get you know uh something in the vault for posterity's sake yeah. that in 10 years from now we can go back and air our uh, quarantine 2020 episode right like completely. you know, <laughs> completely. So no, but it, it is interesting how this is completely derailed and everything, you know, like we had a launch schedule, we had what we were going to do. And then in time of Corona, we really, of the COVID-19, really stopped ourselves to say, wait a minute, let's reprioritize a little bit. Um, but it, right. is, it is feeling nice in week five to be back yeah, to some normalcy, my friend. So yeah. this, was, this Ex- was good. Yes, it's good. Sure. Yeah. I feel like for the last four weeks, I've been drinking from a fire hose nonstop. So, yeah. you know, I feel like this week has been the first week that I can like okay we have kind of a groove like we're getting there Mm -hmm. you know things have worked out even when I thought they were not going to there was no way possible but you know we're getting there so day by day Definitely. Hour by hour sometimes. Well, my hope is that now that we're back up and running, we can talk with some of our friends um, and get back on our interview schedule for for some individuals who uh, really are continuing on so much of what they do. Um, our friend Jen Litka, who uh, is the um, the person who coordinates all the service through Lebanon Valley College, um, as well as does a million different uh, things for the variety of uh, Christian and otherwise communities in our area. Um, I know she and her family have been in to do some packing parties, and they she have, she yeah. was the one who mentioned to me about taking that knowledge back to another organization and so it really reminded me of how um, our nonprofit leaders in the area really make a difference through through everything and it's not just about making a difference for our communities but about how that inspires and continues out to others so yeah. I really I'm but thinking we can yeah. get her back in our schedule here soon yeah for that'd sure. be good I, it's it's interesting about you know how we have been creating best pra- best practice on the fly and fortunately you know I have a good network of people and I've been able to connect with some people and figure out where the care and cupboard is actually um, helping with COVID positive patients from with our health system and so we were able to connect with another health system and say here's what we're doing what are you doing comparing notes and kind of coming up with best practice models on the fly which is you know this is crazy it's a crazy time and, and but it's also cool that we'll be able to put into place okay this is how we did this this is what really seemed to work here's what we learned here's what didn't work you know all of those things so being able to now internalize all of that and put that into something that might be usable should something in the future happen again. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The inspiration for the future um, has been unbelievable. I know um, I'm teaching a music society and self course, and uh, the last section of that course is about arts advocacy and how communities really rely on the collaboration skills, the performance skills, the all of those different things, the communication skills that come from, from performance arts. That module existed before, and of course I had to very quickly change that and say, okay, you know, what you really need to do right now is figure out how we're going to advocate for the arts in a time when this has changed so much and how has this affected that. And so it's been really interesting to see, um, 
how there are opportunities for for the students in various different levels and the research to be like, okay, how do we move forward here? And yeah. so what is, um, what is next step? How what does is the look? next step yeah. um, for yeah. me? You know, how technology is going to affect uh, both education um, and those best practices, as well as um, how it's, technology will be helpful in moving forward. Arts organizations um, is truly research that that I didn't know I'd be doing right now, but is already yeah. starting and is hopefully going to uh, to work into a PhD project at some point here. So, you know, yeah. you just yeah. you just don't know how our the face of things are going to look different, but what opportunity there is to research that right now. So, yeah, yeah and sure. to be a part of emerging best practices and and right. yeah, be really a part of the the fabric of of what has held us together. So, yeah. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I'm about to receive my porch drop, so excellent. Uh, so yeah, uh, we will we will let everybody know about those. But I do have a question for you, which actually has sure. to do with that. So we are coffee yeah. beans and booze. How is your coffee intake, and how is your booze intake? Would you like to pause and come back to that question? <laughs> Why don't we do that? Why don't we pause and come uh, right back to that? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, she mm-hmm. actually just texted me and said, "Package on your front porch." Oh, so the dog was not interrupted. So I missed her. That's okay. You I'm know, sorry. we got to keep her. We got to maintain our six feet. It's all good. It is good. So I'll you- text her later. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Nothing. I mean, well, I mean, things have changed, but nothing's really changed in that I survive on coffee and wine. So, you know, I'm doing all right. (laughs) I hear you. So my coffee intake has uh, been um, relegated to being like Keurig uh, pods that have like a little sprinkle thing that goes in first that makes it foamy like. So it's like my own little mocha, but not. So um, that is really what has happened. I will admit I went through the uh, Starbucks drive-through the other day. Uh, We were, um, we were. It was actually after our packing party at the Karen cupboard. Since we were already out, we went and we swung by Starbucks. It reminded me what actual real coffee tastes like. But I am happy for a world that that gives me a machine like a Keurig. Um, But my booze intake is taking a certain, a definite hit because I am out of supplies. I do have some wine left, but my my. Serrano oh and yes, my fireball I are down. Yeah. So for listeners, you know, we live in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, the, the liquor is controlled by the state. The state stores were closed down. The website went back up, but you can't get on the stupid get on thing. It. They can't get on. Then it. yesterday, they started that you could call in, but I'm confident that the workers are just going on in at 9 a.m., taking the phones <laughs> off the hook and just putting them on the counter because I have tried how many times? Like 12 places, like six times today, and that yeah. just was did not did not yield results because I need Fireball for my birthday. That's just how this works. You do. So you do. yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, we've been, yeah, we we did not prepare on the uh, alcohol end. We did Although not, we, you know, but that's okay. I, I still have vodka. That's oh, I still have vodka back good. here. I need to, actually. Yeah, well, but, you know, also the beer distributors are an essential business, so we've been able to get seltzer water and wine, which, you know, whatever. Well, you can get that at the grocery store, so it's it's a whole thing. It's a thing PA around these parts. So, needs to catch up. But we, we just are need to definitely going to have to rethink this whole supply of coffee beans and booze um, so that we can remain on <laughs> brand uh for sure that's right yeah know. that's true for but sure. uh feeling so unbelievably uh blessed and fortunate to have that be some of the part of the biggest concerns here you know because it's distracting oh, us from distracting us from the from the other things you know um thankfully we've got family members who are home and safe my daughter lives in new york city um happened to be coming home here on the 12th and she just didn't return and so you know um watching her 
handle uh, having this whole other life that she's been removed from is really is is tough and difficult and very thrilled that she is safe but very sad for her that that she's missing the life that she should be leading and the same for my son who's a who's a freshman in college um, who's been transplanted back here home Uh, day one he built himself an office in the basement and I mean like tools and wood and shelves and he was like peace out you crazies I and when I say office I actually mean domain we call it the lair yeah so he's got like a projector with the xbox and his classes and you know he's well, got because he's got to train to be a d1 athlete he so. does have to be he does have to train to be a d1 <laughs> athlete his esports rocket league is still going on there so for sure and he's having his like fraternity meetings and he's you know keeping up on all that stuff but but it's it's a mixed thing you know it's humorous on the one hand to see um him make the adjustments and things he needs to and it's also sad for the life he also should be leading which is you know i think what we're all hoping here is that we can support our communities and get them back on track as fast and as safely and healthfully as we possibly can for sure absolutely yeah Yeah. that's what it's all about right figuring out the ways to make that happen so well thanks for taking the time today for sure yeah absolutely this was great we'll be continuing on with some uh pandemic podcasting i suppose as we can call it um uh in the next few weeks here but um but thanks my friend yes all right awesome thank you bye bye Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla. And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's Kevin and Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time.